How's it going, everybody? And welcome to episode 203 of Master My Garden Podcast. Now, this week's episode is, I suppose, prompted by a question I got asked last week, where I suppose it's something that most of us are probably experiencing at the moment. But this person has a nice garden and most of the year are quite happy with it. But recently, as they're driving in, the whole place looks drab. It's quite a long driveway in. The place looks drab. Uh, the lawn is wet, really wet, and I suppose there's not much colour around. The the trees that are there are mostly deciduous, and so everything looks bare, everything looks grim. And I suppose the person was asking me, you know, how do you brighten the place up at at this time of the year? And it's a question, and I suppose it's it's something that you know. There's many approaches to it and there's many ways of looking at it. And here in Ireland, you know, we're looking at typical, well, the winter months are December, January, February, um, or if you're going by the, 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 the Gaelic calendar, I guess, November, December, January. But either way, whichever way you look at it, you know, from sort of mid-October to the end of February, I guess, here in Ireland, you're looking at, you know, short days, typically quite a lot of wet days. And things can and do look quite bare, quite drab at that time of the year. Having said all that, it's there's also some real gems of plants in terms of, you know, colour and things that look good at this time of the year. And the key to it is to, I suppose, think of it in advance. And we've spoke before about there was an episode previously, I'm not sure the number offhand, but there was an, an episode previously about autumn colour and good plants for autumn colour. But if you if you look at that period, say from mid October, right through to end of February and on onwards past that, there's many different ways of getting, you know, color and adding interest into your garden. And we're going to look at it from that point of view. So the the, the person that was asking me is, what plants can I stick in that are going to brighten the place up in the winter time? And I suppose it isn't. You know, there isn't a singular plant that, that you could mention, but there's lots of different approaches, lots of different things. Now, bearing in mind that the landscape, you know, and nature itself has gone to sleep at this time of the year. And so you're you're not going to get that high color, that you know, vibrancy that you're going to see in spring and summer. You know, it's just it's that's just nature, that's just the, the normal way of things. But I do understand that you want to brighten the place up and particularly around Christmas time, people want the place brightened up and looking well and so on. So what you need to do is look at it across a spectrum of, of different plants, not a specific, you know, give me, give me 10 of those trees and the place will be brightened because the windows of color and the windows of interest at this time of year can be reasonably small as well. But if you're looking at it from the point of view of starting in October, plants with autumn interest so this could be the color of the leaves berries maybe in the autumn time then moving into some of the winter flowering plants or plants with winter interest and then moving forward and out past christmas you know you're you're starting to look at things like uh, early spring flowering late winter flowering uh, plants obviously the bulbs will start to kick in in january and february and using combinations of these and keeping the, these plants closer to your house, then you can actually, I suppose, lessen the the effect that these long, dark, wet days have 
and that the overall effect, you know, and the and what you see is not just that. You know, you can see other things of interest, other ways of adding interest. And, you know, we spoke about this before as well, and we will have an episode on, on wild birds in the coming weeks as well. But plants that have that hold their seeds into the wintertime that the birds actually like to eat. That's a really good way of that's a really good way of adding. I suppose it's not flour, but you're adding interest. So you're bringing in the birds to feed on the seed heads. And that in itself creates an interest and creates something that, you know, is worth looking at and brightens the place up and gives a bit of cheer. So we'll look across the the various, I suppose, categories, as I've talked about there. So you're looking at things like trees, shrubs with with a nice autumn color. Then you're looking at winter flowering plants. You're looking at bulbs. You're looking at bedding plants as well, bringing them closer to the house, doing container gardening near your house. Certainly some trees with winter flower, uh, big shrubs with winter flower. And again, keeping them closer to your house and maybe in, in the eye, the eyesight of where you're looking out or the eye line of where you're looking out rather. And then I suppose by doing that, you're adding something that's nice and it's going to you know add a little bit of vibrancy at that time of the year. Now, bearing in mind, you know, as I say, nature has slowed right down and has gone into hibernation mode. So any tree that's flowering, any shrub that's flowering, any bulbs that are bursting out at that time of the year, their effect is magnified because the competition around it is so is so little. So it's surprising a couple of nice flowering shrubs, plants with nice winter interest, they can make a huge difference, especially in close to your house. So that's the approach that you need to take. So looking firstly at, at trees that would have autumn interest. And, and when I say autumn interest, you know, that has been, that would have been for the last month. And, you know, in most cases, those berries would be still remaining. Uh, those autumn colored leaves in some cases would still be remaining. And that would be your first block of sort of color. So things like Malus Everesti or any of the other crab trees, the Malus Everesti is one that I've planted here myself. That's a brilliant tree. And again, we spoke about it before. It's a brilliant tree from the point of view of you're going to have flower, fruit, and you're going to have color on the leaves. So you're getting multiple interests there from, from a single tree. And my one is quite small. It was only planted last year. But over time, that would become a reasonably big tree. And it's right as I look out the the kitchen window towards the front, it's going to be right in the eye line out there. And that's going to give, you know, interest pretty much all year round. And so that's a great tree to put in. Another one with a lot of berries at this time of the year uh, is something like Pyracanta. Again, maybe more suitable to up against the fence or a hedge. We mentioned it in the hedging episode a couple of weeks ago. Also really good in pots. And, you know, we'll start will sort of stand up against the wall and look really good and have lots of color, lots of color at this time of the year. Again, if you can have that in your eye line or your viewing line, then that'll bring a bit of cheer at this time of the year. Most of these will hold their berries until, you know, we get really hard frost. And at that stage, then the birds are going to come looking for them uh, typically. And so at, the, at this point in time, a lot of these are still putting on a really good show. Uh, asters, lots of them are the same. So there's cotoneasters, uh, there's carnus, there's some of them, you know, with really nice berries at this time of the year. Um, then you have the Japanese quince is another good one. 
Rose Ragosa is another one that's more of a, a of a hedging plant, but again would have you know the red hips that you would see. And so any of these are going to add sort of berry interest at that time of the year. Then when you're talking about you know autumn autumn leaves again, I did did an episode on this previously, but uh, just to mention a few of them, the likes of the acers, acer palmatums, uh, even the sorbus, the sorbus joseph rock, or any of those mountain ash trees, they have interest over multiple over multiple seasons are worth adding into your garden. Very, very tough and hardy as well. Uh, things like liquid amber tree at this stage of the year would be probably starting to go over, but you would have got, you know, the last month or six weeks of fantastic autumn color from that. Even myself here, red oak in the front, that looks spectacular. Now, the one thing I'd say about the red oak, uh, or certainly the one I've had, is that the the real fiery red, beautiful autumn interest, the period of time for that is quite short, uh, to be fair. Like we're not getting a long, not getting a long period of, I suppose, autumn colour from it. It's it's dropping its leaves quite quickly. So, but another great tree, my favourite actually, the red oak. Uh, Stag's arm sumac is another great one. And again, that will have autumn autumn leaves and that will hold them for quite a long time. So, you know, you have autumn fruiting and autumn autumn tints in your in your leaves on the on those plants that I've mentioned, and that takes you through the first kind of phase of the winter. You know, when you're you're moving from that you know autumn color or late summer, early autumn color, and certainly perennials and things right up until early October are going to be looking good. But then it starts to move into these autumn autumn plants, and that's where they come into their own, and that's giving you that initial. I suppose, colouring and interest over that first bleak period. Then you get onto your sort of winter flowering plants, and these can flower any time, I guess, between you know December right through until the end of February. At different times, some of them will some of them will flower for quite a long time. Others will have small windows. But plants that you're looking at here, the likes of uh, Mahonias, so Mahonia japonica. Very good. They're scented as well. So certain ones you get a really nice scent off. Something I hadn't really realized about Mahonia, but I saw uh, last year that the bees actually absolutely love them at that stage of the year. So a really good one for pollinators, apparently. As I say, I didn't realize that myself until until last year. And I saw a load of bees around the Mahonia and right lot of flower on them. Really nice scent. And as I say, the bees go mad for it. So great, great large shrub now quite big we'll go three meters roughly in size or thereabouts and uh, so that's a big one then you have things like daphnes there's several different ones of those that will flower uh you know late sort of mid to late winter um and really really nice flower some of them will hold for not very long but you know period of maybe a month five weeks that sort of thing then you have viburnums the basic ones viburnum tinus varieties like Eve Prince and lots of others. So that's a really shiny, glossy, evergreen leaf with flowers, typically white, but sometimes with a pink hue on them. And again, Viburnum's a really, really nice flowering plant at that time of year. Can be grown in pots as well. So, you know, as I, say, as I was saying earlier, if you want to get something closer to the house, something that's in your in your eye, eye, line of sight as you're looking out of your house with a bit of flower, the likes of, of the Viburnum's or, or the Daphne's can, can be done in that. One of my favorite winter flowering trees, and again, one I've planted here in the last couple of years, is Hamamollus mollus. And 
for anyone that does know doesn't know that witch hazel it's a deciduous plant so there's no leaves on it in the winter time but then in the springtime late winter early spring it opens up in kind of yellow the one i have opens up into yellow flowers on the on the stem sort of coming out like a, like a leaf, leaf node coming out there and they look like little spiders on the on the plant and that's a really beautiful sort of interesting uh, plant for winter for winter color winter flower and obviously late winter you're looking at things like like hellebores they're going to be flowering you have skimmias um saracocas then i guess you can also look at a bit like what we did in the autumn you can look at you know um winter color on the likes of the stems so things like betula jacdamonti so that's giving you really white ghostly looking um stems on the trees another good tree for for color at that time of the year is uh pruna cerula it's a really dark red shiny bark uh, it actually does flower as well later on, but the flower is not that spectacular. But the winter red winter shiny bark is quite nice. Then you have dogwoods; they're really suitable for you know wet ground, but they do need to be kept sort of tidy because if they get if they get untidy and are let grow, they get a bit woody looking and not so nice. But while they're when they're kept tidy, you get that really vibrant red bark from them. You get that really, uh, so there's red and white, so you get a really vibrant red bark or that really kind of creamy white bark at that time of the year. And it really does stand out. So that's what I was saying to you, like things like like the, you know, the, the color of a bark can stand out a lot in the wintertime, whereas in the summertime, everything else looks so good that they don't really, they don't really stand out. But in that period where you're looking at dark days, wet days, winter bark can be really, really attractive and stand out so don't rule those out as as options to add interest at that time of the year so that's your betulajacamonti and things like yeah, prunus and cornus and they're going to give you as i say really nice really nice bark and a different a different type of coloring it's not flower but a different type of coloring a lot of the grasses then as well some of them will hold their their seed heads over the winter and they will look really well well at that time of the year. Again, it's not a flower, but it is giving you structures, giving you a look at that time of the year that makes it, you know, brightens the place a bit. You get the movement obviously, obviously as the as the wind blows the grasses. Some of the seeds heads of those will be attractive to birds. And again, that brings another little bit of interest. And so you can see what we're doing here. You're kind of broadening your your thinking as to the various different elements that will given interest at that time of the year as you move into spring then obviously you know still kind of dark days maybe the evenings are lengthening a little bit but things like uh, your early flowering you know magnolias camellias berberus forsythia then you have your prunus your crotagus or your hawthorn the likes of the paul scarlets they're starting to flower at that stage and and now you're bridging the gap from your deep winter right through into your early spring. Obviously, then on top of that, you have your your bulbs, your snowdrops, your crocuses coming out early, and they're bringing interest. Again, like any of the rest of them, get these closer to your house. The closer you have them to your house, the more you're going to be watching them. Um, you know, at at the doors as you come in and out, bit of flower, bit of vibrancy there, 
And now the whole thing doesn't feel as, I suppose, as dark and as dull. So other good flowers for wintertime, things like the Erica carnia. So Erica is, it's basically the winter flowering header. They're really, really good. In beds, they can get, you know, quite big if you let them, quite untidy if you let them and get, get a little bit woody. So keep them trimmed. But they provide a really, really nice, vibrant flower that will hold pretty much all winter. On top of that, they're really good for early season pollinators as well. And you will see, particularly in the early spring, as the days start to warm up, you will see bees particularly coming to the area. And, you know, you're, you will notice that, that they're an attractive plant at that time of the year. Um, the other thing, as I said earlier, and we've mentioned again before about, you know, getting planters around the house. So obviously you can use a lot of bedding plants at this time of the year, violas, pansies, primulas, cyclamens, um, Erica carnia that I just mentioned, adding in bulbs like your 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 crocuses, um, you know, your tetetets, your narcissus, and get them close to the house, and then you're getting that flower that's going to be in your your line of sight as you come in and out of the house and it's going to add a little bit of vibrancy a little bit of color and make the place uh, i suppose brighten it up and make it feel a little bit more um i suppose more appealing at that time of the year but it is important it is important to i suppose extend your your thinking that you're not just looking for flower you're looking at the various the various different times during this period when we've shorter days in ireland and by using a combination of autumn fruiting, plants with autumn, nice autumn color on the leaves, uh, bedding plants, bulbs, flat winter flowering shrubs and trees, plants with winter flowering interest in the stems. And with a combination of all those transitioning into the early spring flowering plants, you're going to bridge that gap from when the garden looks really well up September into October right through to when it starts to, I suppose, waken up again and the days get longer and everything starts to waken up. Nature in general starts to wake up and the whole place feels, starts to feel, you know, spring-like again. Um, so I can understand, I can understand, you know, at that time of the year why it would be that way. Shorter days, everywhere is looking dark. But with a combination of all of those, you'll, you'll end up with, in a situation where you have color and interest all year round and you know feeding the wild birds is something that we're going to be talking about on the podcast in the next next week or two and that's a really good one it's not color so it's not adding you know any flower to your garden it's not adding anything like that but it is it is adding interest and it's a really really great way of as i say adding interest and vibrancy around around your house at this time of the year and it will you will find it you know, exciting the kids if you've kids in the house they'll be delighted watching them and it will as i say add life add vibrancy at that time of the year and then using the combination of everything else that we've mentioned there and you should i suppose start to uh, love love the the space you're in over the winter time a little bit more obviously this time of the year you know short days it's typically you know when people are leaving in the morning it, it's you know to go to work or whatever it's typically dark getting home in the evening it's dark and then on top of that you have you know sort of not too much sunshine and well i suppose quite a bit of rain recently so 
that's why it can look it can look a bit drab at this time of year but generally speaking that's the way nature is at, at this time of year and i suppose you're just trying to work in along with that and even the smallest pops of color the smallest little things that you, that you might do will really stand out and really put on a show at this time of the year so hope that helps as i say prompted by something that somebody was asking me during the week and it is understandable at this time of the year but there's lots of there's lots of options and lots of things to keep the place looking vibrant and looking well over winter around christmas time and certainly right up until until spring of next year when everything starts to wake up and everything starts to look well next week's episode is the episode on christmas gifts for gardeners the 2024 edition and i have a couple of gardeners coming on and we're going to go through a list of the best christmas gifts for gardeners hopefully it's in lots of time for people to to get organized i know for me i am not organized yet but i know a lot of people do their shopping early so hopefully it's not too late for people but it will be an interesting list and definitely worth worth listening to as i say another one then coming up very soon on feeding wild birds in the garden and lots of interesting episodes as we run into christmas so that's been this week's episode thanks for listening and until the next time happy gardening (music) 